What a God we serve. What a God we serve. I'd like to welcome everyone, those of you that's watching by internet this morning, to glory away at the cross. Uh, God woke me up this morning with, with His Word. Uh, verse of Scripture in the book of Romans, the fourth chapter, beginning in the 18th verse. The first part of that verse, as I awoke, I was, it was going over and over and over and it was speaking. And today, and the, you have no hope. But I want you to know that before you leave here today, you can have hope. Yes. We serve a God that is hope. Yes. He said, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be God spoke that in Genesis 15 and 5 to Abraham and he he said just like God had spoken it now what God speaks it's going to come to pass it's going to happen Abraham was an old man his wife Sarah was an old woman when God spoke this. I want to use a, this morning a message entitled, Where is your hope? Where is your hope at today? I see a, the things that we're going through in the world today. I see a nation that is full of fear today. Right. I see church folks that are full of fear today. Huh? That's not right. The Bible tells us very plainly that he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. It doesn't matter how bad things get, we still serve a God that's greater than anything that will ever come against his people. Our God is greater. The devil can do whatever he wants to. Man can do whatever he wants to. But our God is greater. My hope is in a risen Savior today. It's not in the things of this world and in man's ability. But my faith today is in a risen Savior. It's in God's ability. It's in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The sitting on the right hand of God the Father making intercession for me today. He knows exactly where I'm at. He knows exactly where you're at and if we need hope today we call out to our Heavenly Father and He takes care of us today. He hadn't forgotten us. He knows right exactly where you're at today. Don't allow this news media and everything else in this world today to put fear in you. If you need have hope today in Jesus Christ, you're all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we face today. Abraham, as I said, was an old man. God said, you're going to be the father of many nations. Didn't have any children. Past childbearing age. That doesn't make any difference with God. God knows how to work everything. God God works miracles every day. We have a tendency to forget that. If you'll listen to the news and get caught up in the news today, we'll forget about what God can really do. 
Where is your hope? Where is your hope today? Is it in your ability? Is it in man's ability? Or is it in God's ability? Well, I'm here to tell you, it better be in God's ability because if you haven't faced it yet, you'll face some things in your life that you're not able to do and that man is not able to do. And man will tell you right quick, I cannot help you. But I want you to know that I've never failed to ask our Heavenly Father and He's able to do it. He can bless you exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. Abraham was an old man and his wife Sarah was old. Abraham at this particular time, whenever he left, was about 100 years old. His wife was about 90 years old. But God had told him this. The Bible says that he wondered, looking for a city whose foundations was built by God. Huh? Whose builder and maker was God. He looked for that. Wandering around all those years looking for it. When Sarah, they told Sarah that she was going to have a child, she laughed in her heart, the Bible said. Oh, but how... It can look impossible for you today. Oh, Lord, how many times every week do I have to ask God for help? My hope is in Him. I remember in the late, I guess it was in the late 50s. It was back whenever the old courthouse was still there in Winfield and they had Saturday preachings. The old timers sat out under the pretty live oak trees that they had there, whittled, whistled. And you could ask one of them, or one of them, you could be here and one of them talk. And they'd say, Well, how was your lumbago or something doing? And he said, Lord, help me with it. Lord, help me with it. That was just a common expression back then. Every now and then I talk with Brother Junior this week and every now and then in a sentence he will say that word. God, help me with it. Why did they say that? Because their hope was in God. He's the one that gave them their help. Their hope was in Him. Today we're living in a society whenever the people's hope is in their own selves. And whenever something like's going on in the world today comes up against them, they panic. We're living in a time when the church even has panicked. Because the church, they're not looking to God anymore. Dear Lord, help us. Every day I pray, God, help me this day. 
Lord, my hope is in you. Abraham, as the scripture said, who against hope. My goodness, there wasn't no way that they could have children. But who against hope, the Bible says, believed in hope. That's right. Oh, what a man Abraham was. God told him in the 12th chapter of Genesis to leave his family, his, him and his wife. Lot went with him, his brother, and leave. They packed up and left. Journeyed around through the desert looking for a city. (laughs) They had hope. They knew what God could do. Today, folks don't know what God can do. It doesn't matter. You know, you can go to a you can go to a doctor and a doctor can tell you that there's no hope. If you had never been to that point, it's a scary thing. Whenever he says there's no hope for you. But I'm thankful today that my hope's not in that doctor. My hope's in Jesus Christ. I'm still here. I'm going to be there a while longer. God's still got some stuff for me to do yet. He ain't through with doctors, maybe through with me, but God ain't through with me. My hope is in my maker. I'm going to have to hurry if I get all these scriptures in. I think I started late so it won't hurt to run a little late. He said in the 19th verse of the 4th chapter, he said, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. Just as simple, God said he's going to be that way. He believed it. Now, if you'll take and read God's Word, God tells us a whole lot of things in His Word that we can have, that we can be, that we can do, and we don't believe it. No. No. I'm telling you, if we believed it, we wouldn't be running around in fear. Because his word says he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. Our hope would be in God. He goes on down, he, he said, He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. He didn't stagger around. He believed God. You know, a lot of people really shout and carry on and believe God till trouble comes their way. Huh? And then they're staggering around. Huh? Oh, it's all right when somebody else has got it. But when it comes home to you, what are you going to do? Where's your hope at? Hey, 
it can attack me today, but I'm here to tell you, my God's greater than. My hope's in Him. No. Oh, my goodness. He said, in being fully persuaded that what He had promised, He was also, wait a minute, He was able also to perform. Now, all the promises is in God's Word here. God is able to perform that. That's for you. That's for me. Oh, Brother Ronnie, how you know that? Just hold on. I'll read you something. He said, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Imputed, that word means in the Greek, to take inventory or to count. In other words, it was counted for him. He inventoried it. Now, therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. In other words, it was counted unto him for righteousness. The Bible says. He said, Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. There's that word again. He said, But for us also... To whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. It's ours if we believe. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith unto this grace, or unto God's help, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope, there it is again, of the glory of God. Rejoice in it. I'm here to tell you we can come to church and we can't rejoice anymore. We can't rejoice anymore because I hope we don't have it. Whenever we get back and our hope's in God, we'll have a whole different look on our faith. It won't be a sad look, but it'll be a happy look. Whenever we come to church, we can praise God again. Whenever we can come to church, we can be happy again. Whenever we get back and our hope is in a risen Savior. Hmm. Luke one thirty seven. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nah, nothing's impossible with God. The things that's impossible with man, the Bible tells us, are possible with God. Now, if we serve a risen Savior, that everything is possible with Him. What have we got to worry and fret over? Oh. Oh. Now then, that ball's in your court. Whenever we serve, we all say we saved. 
Well, if we say we have accepted Jesus Christ, a risen Savior, as the Lord and Savior of our lives, and everything is possible with Him, and the first little thing that comes our way, oh, Brother Ronnie, what am I going to do? Talk to God. Who is that? Huh? I'm here to tell you it's gonna it's gonna take something. No, I don't guess I ought to say this. <coughs> Excuse me. We're gonna let me get a drink of water where I can say it right. We're living in a time, I was thinking about it this week. We're living in a generation right now that's been raised in peace. Oh, brother Ronnie, we've had some wars. Yeah, we've had some. But I'm talking about right here in America, it's been peace. Everything's been handed to us. We got all the modern conveniences. We've never had it too rough. Oh, brother, I had to work last week. God tells you to work. Well, I want somebody to just give it to me. Been given all your life. We got a generation that's comfortable. They don't know how to reach God because they've never been in a bind of where they need to reach God. And for this generation to ever get back to where the church was 50 years ago, it's going to take something drastic to hit this nation to hurt the people so. Oh, we don't want to hear that. We don't even want to talk about that. But we could be headed in that direction right now. Mm. We could be headed there, right? Brother Ronnie, preach something good. I am. We could be headed in that direction right now. And what are you going to do if you've never called on God, if your hope has never been in a risen Savior? What are you going to do whenever hard times hit? I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to squeal like a stuck pig. What am I going to do? First thing you do, you're going to fall down on your knees. Brother Ronnie, I can't get down on my knees. I tell you what, you'll learn how to get down on them whenever it gets just hard enough. Oh, what a... 
What a generation we have. Now, I'm going to hurry. Let me get off that. That'll preach there somewhere else sometime or another. There's nothing impossible with God. First Peter 1 and 3. said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, which according to His abundant mercy hath given us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A lively hope. I'm telling you what, people ought to be excited. People ought to be excited about the hope that they got because Jesus Christ, hey, the dead, the grave could not contain him. It could not hold him. And we serve a Savior that passed from death to life. Thereby we have hope. We ought to get excited about it. It ought to be a lively hope to everybody. But the church world sits back dead like a wart on a pickle and not on a log. And he's given us a lively hope. The Bible says that Jesus sitting on the right hand of God the Father making intercession for us. And we run around and we say, we can't do, we can't do, we can't do. God's Word says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Whenever we get to a lively hope again in our lives, then we will come alive again. Glory to God. Woo! A lively hope. Telling you what. Where is your hope at today? Where is your hope? Do you have a lively hope today? Psalms 42, verse 11. Look what the psalmist said. He said, why art thou cast down, O my soul? He asked a question. And why art thou disquieted within me? Another question. Hope. Hope. Thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the what? Help of my countenance and my God. Oh, my goodness gracious. Whenever you get sick enough, when you get sick enough, you hope in God. He says, For I shall yet praise Him who is the health. Health of my countenance. What is countenance? (laughs) It's your appearance. You know what's wrong with folks because they sit up in church? (laughs) Their countenance is sick. The countenance is sick. Yeah. 
because their hope is not in God. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Thank you, Boy, I'm going to tell you when the word goes just right. Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. The health of your countenance. Amen. You know, I see people all the time, you know. I used to look at people when I preached. Now I just look over everybody's head. Because <laughs> I looked one night at somebody, and it was a woman years ago, not even in this church. And she had a look on her face like, I said, dear God, what am I doing wrong? And it just bothered me and bothered me and bothered me. And I asked God when I got home, I said, what about that? He said, son, wasn't nothing wrong with it except she had a stomachache. <laughs> so I look like I'm looking at you, but I'm looking over your head. <laughs> but everybody ain't got no stomachache. And every now and then I'll look and somebody's countenance is not right. You see, he said, yet praise him who is the health of my countenance. Whenever you begin to praise God enough, your countenance will change. Mm. When you get it, begin to pray enough your countenance will change. Because you'll know then, after you pray enough and you read God's Word enough, you'll know then that your help and your hope comes from God. Amen. Amen. Mm. Romans fifteen thirteen. I'm hurrying. Now the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through how? Through the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> hey, the ever word today? Well, most of them's already dismissed this after 12. But the churches everywhere today that had church today without the Holy Ghost and without the power of the Holy Ghost, you're not going to abound in hope. You can go to church and you can sit up there like a knot on a log or a ward on a pickle. And you can do it for 50 years. But you're still not going to get it. You can have your name on every church roll. And win in Jackson Parish. But you're still not going to make it. Until your hope is in a risen Savior. In closing. Where is your hope? 
I don't even know where that uh, Hebrew Wendy, where's it at? Boy, this is totally unrehearsed. 17. Hebrews 6 and 17. Listen to this. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise. Who is that? That's us. Showing unto the heirs of promise of immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. That means it's unchangeable. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus entered within the veil. Whenever Jesus was crucified on the cross, it became dark. The earth did quake. Even the centurion soldier said, truly, this must have been the Son of God. The veil. Up to four inches, some of them said, in, di- in thickness. But whenever... Jesus was crucified on the cross and said his finish that ripped in half. He entered in for us. He said, which hope we have as the anchor of the soul. Is your soul anchored today? If you have hope, it is. It doesn't matter. You could have come here today with a hope that's beyond measure. You could have come here today hoping for something. Hoping. You ever just hope for something? Just hope for it. Oh. It hadn't come to pass, but you're hoping. What did it say about Abraham? Very first scripture. Who against hope? Believed in hope. It may look like in the devil. Might get you up every day and say it ain't no hope. 
but there is hope. Who against hope believed in hope. I want you to know today that you could have come here today. You can need hope. God can give you hope here today. Maybe it's something that you've been hoping for. God can answer that prayer for you. Abraham, think about it. He wandered around in the desert. God said that he was going to be the father of many nations and him and his wife, too old to have children. Too old to have children. And here he was wandering around in the desert. Had to leave his families. And here he was looking for it. I wonder when it didn't happen the first week if he just quit and went back home. Nope. That's the way church folks are today. God don't answer my prayer right off the bat. I'm gone. Hmm. You know why it's like that? Because we're spoiled. We are spoiled. Today, if we had to go back and worship God without electricity, and you had to sit up there with an okay long fan and fan y'all ain't never even seen those before and sweat would roll off of you and you'd go home and you'd have to go to bed tonight with no air conditioning and you'd lay in that bed and sweat just roll off of you oh y'all squeal <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't. Oh, God. Well, that's what it's going to take to get us back. Brother Ronnie, you mean you, you, you want hard time? No, I want people to get to heaven. Uh, and it's going to take something drastic to get the church saved. Let me tell you folks out there watching by internet. It's going to take something to get the church saved. Mm. It is. Oh, my goodness. It's going to take the church to get back to being a church. And the only way the church is going to get back to being a church is for something to penetrate that to where they know where their hope is at. Abraham knew where his hope was at. He just said, if God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Sarah, get ready to have a kid. Now that didn't, I'm paraphrasing that. Same difference. And she did. That's right. And he became the father of many nations. That's right. Would you stand with me today, please?